When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media, A M P I R E. This is a bonus podcast. So because the Washington Commanders that came out today that they were not going to pick up Chase Young's fifth-year option. I think you've been listening to this. You, you know that that's where I feel this has been certainly been headed. I didn't think they were going to pick it up. And I'm not alone on this beat in thinking that. So it's not like I'm getting some revelatory voice here. I'm not. But I did. But that's where it had been headed. So that's where we are. So I wanted to bring on Nikki Javala from the Washington Post to discuss all the consequences of it. Couple things first. As a reminder, I will be back on with the podcast Thursday night at some point after their first round pick. I'll be on with the voice of the Commanders, Bram Weinstein. I'll be on on Friday night as well, wrapping up rounds two and three, and then I'll also again on Saturday. And then I will have start having on some analysts next week. So wait, you know, just be prepared for that. And then also, you can check out my work on ESPN.com. I'm going to have analysis, pros and cons, everything like that after every pick and you can get you can get that from every pick in the draft folks so go to espn.com for that a couple things before i get to nikki um there's one thing i think is a key point that nikki makes in here that that i failed to fully that i failed to realize that i didn't realize the change in the 2020 cba they changed the wording for the fifth year option it used to be guaranteed for injury only so if you picked up the guy's fifth year option and he doesn't play well well you could cut him as long as he was healthy you could cut him and there's no harm no foul you go your separate ways. There's nothing on your cap. Now it's fully guaranteed once you sign that fifth-year option. So if a guy like Chase Young would go out this year, doesn't have the kind of year you want, and you know it's just pretty good, not not great, whatever, then you're on the hook for seventeen point four, whatever. That's not ideal either. So one, I think that's important to keep in mind. It's a very big, uh, I think, part of this, and it certainly leads to a prove-it situation. But the other factor here is I get a lot of how pissed off would Chase Young be with this. Egos are always involved, but I do think from an economic standpoint, one way that I know his side is looking at it is that he can basically get to free agency one year earlier. So if he goes out and has a big year, he's going to get paid now versus the next year. I think that's a that when a player gets to that point, they'll realize that's not too bad. And in some ways, like it's, it's not bad at all. Cause now you control how you go out and play and you don't get the security of the fifth year option, but you get to cash in maybe a little bit earlier, a year earlier, if you go out and have the year kind of year that you think you can have and that they hope he has. So it's not like this is a done deal that he's not going to be back here. So, and I think it would have been hard to keep both he and Montez sweat regardless of that fifth year option. Even if they, if they picked it up, it's still going to be difficult to keep them both um, around anyway. So, but I just want to bring up those points and, and we get into all that stuff. We get into everything with it. So 
Here you go. Here's my conversation with Nikki Jabal from the Washington Post. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you know the largest ropes course and zipline park in the country is right here in the DMV? Located in the heart of Montgomery County, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring combines climbing and ziplining to create an aerial obstacle course unlike any other. With challenges anywhere from 10 to 75 feet in the air, there is something for all skill levels. Looking for some family time or the perfect date night before football season starts? You can even climb and zipline under the stars. Would you rather keep your feet on the ground? Give axe throwing a try. With their projector systems, you can throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's KIME, K-E-I-M, 23DC. So there you have it, folks. Climbing, ziplining, axes, food, and bonfires right in your backyard. The weather is warming up, so it's the perfect time to head outside and join the adventure at www.theadventurepark.com. That's www.theadventurepark.com and enter promo code KIME23DC. Nikki, I wasn't planning on doing a podcast today, so I appreciate you joining me. But the Chase Young news, I think for you and I, we talked earlier, like, we weren't surprised. Well, let me ask you this. Your your level of surprise. Was not surprised. Um, now, had you asked me a couple of years ago, not that people are really thinking about the fifth year in his rookie season, but at that point, given the way he played, um, you know, the the hype of him coming out of the, Ohio State as a number two overall pick, you know, it just seemed unfathomable that, you know, why wouldn't he? He's Chase Young. He's playing great. Like, he's on a, a good trajectory for his career, but you know, after late last season. And then, you know, when Ron started to entertain the idea in February, no, it did not surprise me. It was it did, a matter of time, really. And it did seem like with Ron that whenever he mentioned it, it was always reasons why they wouldn't do it versus why right. they would. Right. And, you know, how much do you think for you, when I look at it, like it's, it's the knee, definitely mm-hmm. the knee. I think, you know, maybe for, and I know Dr. Andrews, Checked it out and it was fine. But I still think there's some concern about that. But then it's also, how much do you think it goes back to before the knee injury, that nine games and how he played? How much do you think that may be a factor in all this? I think that was a factor. I think, you know, off-field stuff is a factor too. I mean, off-season workouts are voluntary. Um, It is Chase Young's choice to attend or not attend. I think Ron Rivera has made it pretty clear that he would prefer it if his players did attend, especially, you know, at that point in 2021, his second season, you know, he was really regarded as a leader. Um, I think that kind of irked the team that he he wasn't there for most of the off season, you know, and, and, and just, you know, kind of how he's handled himself. That he's not that he's done anything wrong, 
it, it's more of do they see the maturity? Do they see the continued de- development, the growth? Um, and listen, he he suffered a really bad injury. There's really bad. no way around it. It was not going to be a quick recovery. I think by the end, they maybe expected him to be ready um, a little bit sooner than he was. Um, Mentally but, as much as physically. Exactly. And that's it. You know, I will never fault a guy for that. Right. I've never been through that. It's, right. it's you know, that is a difficult thing. Um, so and the details of, of that are really between him and the team. But, you know, I think it's, it's an all encompassing decision. And it is, you know, it, it is not, you know, it, it's rare for a number two pick to not have his fifth fifth year option picked up. But it's not an end all with a team by any means, especially with Ron Rivera. He has a record of, you know, rewarding guys when when they do play well. Right. And I think the other thing is, too, and you brought up like it's really the word that I'd heard a lot was commitment. And are you showing commitment to team, to teammates, et cetera? And listen, I don't begrudge anybody going out and doing whatever they can in the position yes. they're in. I'm, But for, if, for when the team wants to make a decision and this is what they want to see, then that's how they're going to make it. And I think a couple of years ago it was, first of all, you're coming off a good rookie, a good finish to your rookie year. Mm-hmm. But then if you're not seeing the progress when he comes back, to work out with you, then you're going to start to wonder. Cause I know, like I always talk about Deshaun Jackson. Well, Deshaun wouldn't show up for OTAs. Deshaun left half a million on the table to not show up. But what the players and coaches would say, and while they would all want him there, but they always, a lot to him, anybody I would talk to would say, he always shows up prepared. He knows right. the offense. So when he comes in, he's ready to roll. Right. If, if you produce and you prepare, Nobody cares right. what you do in the offseason. But if you struggle, that will come back to bite you. It always you know, does. Correct. And especially if you think that he's changing his style a little bit. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and that was another point. I mean, he went, you know, in the offseason, he, I think it was his uncle, Bernard Joseph, who who helped him with his pass rush. And he came back and, you know, and I, I, I again, I'm not faulting, you know, his uncle or anything like that, but he wasn't the same type of rusher he was he was getting away from the strengths of his game as a power rusher so and I I you know I, I think it it took a while for him to kind of feel his way back but he didn't have a full season to do it because of the injury and that right. you know so it's, it's a bit of circumstance it's you know it, it's him it's everything it's you know but it's not the end-all be-all it's just you know not what anybody expected a couple of years ago but within the last year it, it seemed it was it was coming so one of the things that I'd hear, like whether on Twitter, you hear a little bit of other people talking about it is like, what's this, you know, is this going to taint the, you know, hurt the relationship? So if he does have a good year, he wouldn't want to resign. Yeah. It's up, he, I mean, that, that part is up to him. I mean, listen, they, they did, they did exercise the fifth year option on Deron Payne. They did not extend him going into last season. Right. He was in a contract year last year. Everybody knows he was not thrilled about not being signed. I mean, there's, you know, he even admitted, and I, I think there was a video that the team posted recently. He admitted he was not happy about it, but he went out and balled and like he got, he you know, a, yeah, a sizable deal. So yeah, I think a lot of this is in Chase's, you know, court right now it is how does he handle this? How does he um, respond to it? Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it, it does not mean a split, you know, and, and but, ultimately, I mean- but right now it's not, that's not a split. My experience has been money always talks in these situations. Sure. So if he goes out and has a big year, he can say, you know, unless he just says like, we've seen players here who just say, I'm done with this place. 
mm-hmm. you know, Trent Williams. But but having said that, even Trent Williams, if they had paid him, he would have stayed. Right. Uh, Kirk Cousins, if they had paid him, he would have stayed. You know, right. it wasn't that he didn't, they didn't like, they never made Kirk Cousins an offer to right. to test that, but he would have stayed because that was mm-hmm. a price that he had. And they, I think they would have stayed. So it wasn't, right. so they never really tested that quote unquote loyalty thing. But I don't think Tr- Deron Payne was being loyal. I think Deron Payne made a good decision based on what they paid yeah. him for market value. But, you know, right. so is that, do you think that would be the case? Because I would lean toward, if he has a big year and they want to keep him and they pay him, I think he would take it. But yes. you know, and, yeah. and it said that like I don't we don't know until you're in that situation. Right. But what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Like you said, it's it's hard to know in like a year yes. from now. Um, right. but I I think, you know, and this is one of the things that Ron Rivera said even in February when he really kind of put it out there that maybe they wouldn't um pick up his option is this could ultimately cost the team a lot more money. Right. Um, you know, like it, it sort of did with Duran, but you know, he was going to get a, a deal no matter what. Um, but you know, this, this fifth year option was about 17 and a half million. If he plays well and either they franchise tag him, which I think is like what, 24 ish million. I, I think it would be, I think this year was like 19 seven for a defensive. Fran- yeah. But a franchise tag after. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's at least four and a half. Yeah. So yeah. So it would be actually. I thought it was four million more, but it would be about four to six million right. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, if they end up doing that, if they resign him to a longer deal, if he plays really well, it could it could really cost the team. So it's a gamble on their side too. But they think ultimately it will in part motivate them um, to become a better player. And, and, and here's the other thing, and this is what someone else pointed out, Deron Payne's first year of his contract is not 20-some million. It's like, correct. what, 10 million. Yes. So if, if yes. let's say, play it out, like, I don't think, you know, Montez Sweat is a factor in all this, and he's obviously free. Right. I don't know that you're going to keep Montez and Chase, even if you pick up Chase's option, because yep. it's still very expensive. Yeah. But let's say you wanted to keep Chase and you want to do something with Montez, but you could all you could sign Chase to a long-term deal. That first year hit is a lot less than that fifth year option. That, it makes it so much easier to manipulate the cap when you get them on longer term deals because you can push a lot of it down the road right. um, and spread out the signing bonus. So, you know, this this is also we talked about, you know, some of the reasons for it. Financially, this makes sense for them right now. Um, you know, and especially if they do want to consider keeping Montez Sweat. I know they like him. Um, they like to extend him. Yeah. Yeah. Can they do it? That's always going to be the question, you know, and a $17 million, uh, you know, the, the fifth year option becomes fully guaranteed as soon as you exercise it. So that would be 17 and a half million on the books for next and year. And that's for injury only. Uh, that- I think he changed it in the 2020 oh, CBA. Okay. I think okay. it's. I, mean, I better, I better, I better double check that. Cause that's a huge deal. Yeah, I I believe that's the case. All right, let so, me, I'll double. I'm going to double check um, that. Yeah. But then you you also got the cap hit of John Allen and Deron Payne. So right. you're talking like a little over sixty million, I believe, in just salary cap dollars allocated to do those three guys alone. So is it and I, that? And that's really, and so that's that's a key point because like if he goes out, because here's the problem again, what they're operating on is the last two years he's played essentially. Well, he played twelve yeah. games, but three coming back off the injury. So he's basically missed a year and a half. And those first nine games were not what they wanted to see. And right. so if you're paying off that and it's guaranteed like that, it's really hard to commit that kind of money 
for that. Yeah, I'm looking at the news. Unless you exercise a fifth year option is fully guaranteed. Okay. Any big salary in the fourth year is fully guaranteed. I'm glad you corrected me on that because that's that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this that was a huge change in the 2020 CBA. I don't don't know. I must have been asleep. Way to go, John. They must. Um, I'll be honest. They probably (laughs) announced that at about 9:30 when I was watching a show, and I would have been out. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, either way, it's it's a it's a lot of money, and it's always going to be a lot of money for that position. But when you're trying to manipulate the cap to try to keep as many of those first round picks as you can, you know, you're going to have to make some sacrifices here and there. Not saying Chase is a sacrifice, but if you can wait and sort of manipulate his deal on a longer term thing, great. Yeah, and I think that, but I think that's a very very key point, though. Is mm-hmm. is that, and I, I would just be I would be hesitant to commit that, especially if you think. Mm-hmm. Like here's the other thing: if you're not sure which one of these guys you want to keep at this point, if you don't think you're going to keep both, then why would you commit yeah. to the fifth year for Chase based on how they, based on how the last couple of years have gone for both players? And right. while I, you know, I the perception of Montez inside that building is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, they they really like him. I thought he really, I thought he really stepped up his game last year too. I think that he really came into his own off the field as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this was always going to happen when you have, you know, four first round picks up front, Correct. Uh, taken in consecutive drafts, you know, and, and Chase bumped up his fifth year salary. Remember, um, with that pro bowl in year one, that That's right. adds to the calculation. That's right. That's right. So that That's added right. another 4 million. Correct. That's right. Definitely. So, yeah. And that, and, but I think, you know, and part of the thing with Montez too, is one of the things they like the way they feel he's a good pass rusher. He hasn't been great. He's been good. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he really sets the edge well. One right. of the best in the league at setting the edge. Plus, those D tackles really like working next to him. Yes. They really yes. like working next to him. And I think yes. you can't underscore for how the for the stuff that you hear from Rivera and Del Rio and about how they want their linemen to play. It sounds like the kids on a playground, but they play well together. They certainly did last year. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they had a lot of games together where, you know, just some of their their moves up front. They have good chemistry, but they also play within the system. I remember one of the things that Ron Rivera kind of harped on after, you know, the second year was, you know, guys freelancing. Um, but last year, those three, well, you know, and this is not necessarily a knock on chase, but those three played really well together. They got a lot of pass, rate, pass rush games going that were pretty successful, so – it was fun to watch. And you, you got to think if they can do that last year, they can, you know, only continue to grow together. And I'll be clear too. Chase Young is still very talented. You don't make guys like that everywhere. No. I mean, he's an athletic freak and he, I mean, he's, his rookie season is proof. This is, you know, yes, he was very good. And I don't, you can't, I don't want to forget that, but I think when you're trying to explain a business decision, these are the factors that go into it. Uh, they also know, and here's the other thing, and I'm sure you're the too, like, you get a motivated Chase Young if that if he's like pushing for a new contract. Because here's the other thing: if you're Chase Young, I actually would rather be in this position because if you go out and play well, you're going to cash in in a bigger way. And I, you know, I think I, I think there's a, I think his side has an understanding of that. That you now like instead of the team being under in your and having the control, you now have control. Right. And so if you're Chase, like because people wonder how it's going to feel. Like I'd be I'd be there'd be part of me that would say, okay, I'll, you want me to prove it? I'll go prove it. Yeah. But if I do, yeah. it's going to be, show me the money time and for here or somewhere else. So 
you know, I think there's that, but he, but he is capable of big plays. We saw it. Right. No, I think, you know, it's not, that was not a mirage his rookie year because he, he played very well. And so I think they would love to have that because it would make them better in a year. Here's the other part, Nikki too. And someone else was, just, I was just talking to someone about this, that if you're Rivera, you care about this year, because if this year doesn't go well, yeah. you're not getting the next year. Exactly. So do you really, you know, are you, how concerned are you about that fifth year option would you rather put that dangle that carrot out there for him? You know? Right. No, absolutely. I mean, just adds to the plate of the next ownership group, you know, and all their defensive ends are going to be free agents. You know, some of their other top players are going to be free agents. And, you know, that's if the deal is done by uh, then. Correct. <laughs> so, you know? Uh, yeah. So anyway, but that, so that there's that, do you, like, the other part is the trade. Right. There's really, yeah. I don't think there's any market for him right now. But yeah, right. And right now his, his value is at his lowest. It wouldn't right. make any sense. Now, if he falls out and he starts to look like Chase Young of 2020, he could have value by the trade deadline at the end of what? Early, it's early November. So maybe then if, but if he's, if he's balling out, you're going to want to keep him too. If he's balling so, out. That's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. I mean, you, you don't. And unless you're the Raiders, you don't give up really great pass rushers. So, yeah. yeah. And that, right. And that's the thing is right, right now, because I even was texting with some people like the knee is for other teams, the knee is a question. Yeah. And sure. I think they, you know, and plus like you're going, he's going into the fifth year and you're not going to pick it up unless you know for sure what you're getting. So I just don't see the value there for him. And I'm not trading Montez Sweat because I want to win. So, right. You know, right. and I think he helps you win. And I think, again, a motivated Chase Young for this staff is not necessarily a bad, is not a bad thing at all. I do think that this is going to push him because he's like, I think he is a kind of guy like, okay, you want me to prove it? Then go prove it. And I don't think that that's something bad for this franchise. Right. You know, I'd want to have a guy who wants to go prove it, you know? And so is that bad? And now if he proves it and says, I'm out of here, all right, well, that's an issue. But- we don't right. know, like you said, we don't know how that's going to go. I'm not going to, I'll say this. I'm not going to assume he'd resign. I'm not going to assume he wouldn't because I've right. been around long enough to know. And again, some of these other situations, it was because the money was here and here. And like in Trent Williams situation, he would have stayed. The mistake they made is they wanted him to show more on the field. And he's like, I'm not, I'm out. And, right. you know, they right. wanted the, when, when it was the old staff, he would have stayed if they had paid him. And then when it was the new staff, they wanted to wait, make decisions on guys till they knew him better. And by that point, it was like, he's just like, nah, I'm out. So, well, and that's, that's the other thing with this team is new ownership. You don't really know what the staff right. is going to look like next year. That right. could change everything for both sides, you know? So, well, and, yeah. And I, I, I think the new ownership thing is a big deal because you're right. You would be saddling them with that, with that debt on that. And then for all the, the Lamar Jacksonians, if he's a free agent next year, yeah, you know, there's more room. So, yeah. <laughs> so if that's what you want to do, but assuming that there's no tag or anything like that, and he's just actually free or they're going to trade him, whatever, that's a whole other yeah. story. So, all right, Nikki, last thing. Um, all right. Because this is right before the draft, I did my draft preview. What do you think for that 16th pick? Trade we back. talked about this the other day, but yes, trade back, get more picks. You need more picks trade back. I could see them trading back and, I mean, honestly, it would not be, it would not surprise me if they took traded back, got a pass rusher at the end of the first round, like a Miles Murphy type. 
I would also not be surprised if they took a lineman or a corner in the first round and just collected more picks. That's what I would do if I was controlling. And if I, I mean, I say that and, and Martin Mayhew made the good point too, of like, you can't just say, Oh, I'm going to trade back. You have to find somebody who's willing to trade back with you. So we'll see if I can do it. That's always the key. But I I think that I think in this draft, if they could add, there are several places they could go. If they can add, that'd be better for them. But right now we'll just finish up on Chase Young. And where do you think this, where do you think this goes? I mean, you have Chase or like, how do you think this unfolds? I mean, I could, I could see him playing really well and they decide to resign him. The franchise tag is, I mean, it's a premium position, so you're going to pay no matter what, but he has to really ball out. So if he does that, I think you keep them, you know, especially if, if this staff is still intact next year because they're the ones that drafted them. I don't know. I could see it going either way. I know they really, really like Montez. So yeah. it all would not no. surprise me if they, you know, essentially pick one over the other since they, if they can't keep all four, you know, so. Which would be difficult. And I know yeah. that they've at least mentioned the the desire to, to extend him, yes. but it's not to the same level that we would hear about last year about McLaurin or anything like that it's more of a I think they'd like to I think if you got him for a good deal right now you probably would but if I'm Montez I'm probably would wait because you whatever you're going to get offered now you probably that same offer is probably there at the end of the year right you know um because it's because the market always goes up and you if you can't if you have a big year you could really cash in so and I, I think Montez with his body of work so far um he's going to get paid no matter what, you right. know, depending on his production, it can go up significantly. Um, and all might determine where he gets paid. Um, but I, I think he's going to get big money either way. Yeah. So, but, and, and I, you know, like I said, I think we could still see Chase Young have a big year. This is, this, oh, is, this is more yeah. just explaining a business decision as to why they did this versus, is he going to have a good year? I think he could. You know, and and if yeah. he does, then they're going to all benefit, and I think they'll be a lot happier than than they would have otherwise. So, right. Nikki, I appreciate you joining me, and I guess we'll see you out at the draft. Yeah, sounds good. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Nikki for joining me, and as a reminder, we'll have be back with the podcast after Thursday night's first round with the voice of the Commanders, Bram Weinstein. So, I'll talk to you next time.